This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It was. Oh, okay. And then Allie chimed in. What was it? Girly? <laughs> well, we better do that again then. Um, well, well, we are. Are you gonna edit that out? No, we're gonna leave that because this show's about nonsense. But yes, <laughs> our football team has us drinking. But <laughs> be quiet so I can be loud. <laughs> there you go, right. <laughs> um, yes, our football team has us drinking, but it's happy drinking. 
You for guys, good reasons. It is. You guys it can't is. see him, but Thad is just shotgunning beers right now in the <laughs> studio. <laughs> He's so over the moon. I have a coffee. Cody has a Mountain Dew. Bob has a I'm hanging loose. He has a mysterious drink in his <laughs> swell bottle. You guys are ruining the mysterious charm that we're all drinking and drinking alcoholic beverages here. That's that's the shtick I'm going for. (laughs) Shtick? You guys just ruined it. (laughs) How Um, long can he say shtick while he drinks? Yes, happy drinking. Ike Ike stiff-armed the Zlatan. (laughs) Shallowy scored. Is that how you say his name? We're on top of the West. Two shutouts in a row. A lot of reasons to be drinking. So you're shotgunning. Two, almost three. Is justified. (laughs) (laughs) how many shutout minutes oh um okay so last week we introduced you to Allie woo woo another woo Bob's feeling it (laughs) Bob's a basic white girl girl tonight tonight. are we gonna mention uh Cheese Bros comment about that yeah Cheese Bro is apparently our biggest fan he listens every week love you Cheese Bro 15 minutes plenty of time maybe not even enough to intro Allie but way too much for you guys and and I promise you Bob does not warrant 15 minutes we'll we'll see here we'll see how long harsh I don't think anyone warrants 15 minutes they don't care except for me anyone else Anyone else? We did get on that tangent about now, what was that tangent? Al, Al that's yeah. right. Al, so you guys good old Al. Know about me and here we are on Al again. Uncle. My fault. Sorry. <laughs> yes, they don't think they care that much about us. But <laughs> Bob, yeah, everyone wants to know who's talking to them. You, you're the one with the the beautiful radio voice. The only one with the radio voice here. <laughs> you and work face for radio. And the face <laughs> to match. Burn. <laughs> Hi, Thad. I didn't say I was any better. So. <laughs> Thad is setting the stage for another Bob and Thad feud. That will kick off. <laughs> Thad and I are pals sometimes. We are. We're, actually, we're good old friends, aren't we? We are old friends. You're right there. I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> I have a ton of respect and love for Bob. Not his woos, though. <laughs> okay, but we'd rather you fight. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll okay, do our best. Bob, say some stuff into the mic. Well, yourself. I was born a poor Lutheran child in St. Louis, which... Uh, is an affliction if you're concerned with soccer because you have to be Catholic if you want to be involved in soccer, basically. But no, I, I was that I was that freak child. Okay, I'm the third born out of my brothers, and I was like six years behind my others, and I was a freak because you know what I would do every Sunday morning when I came home from church? Play soccer. No. <laughs> I would turn on something you two probably never even heard of, Soccer Made in Germany on PBS. Thad, did you ever hear those? Yes. Did you watch that too? No. Okay, but I was a freak. My dad was like, who the hell is this kid sitting in the living room watching public television, German soccer? And, like, and had your dad, like, even, I know there are some people who My dad heard of tried sport. out with the Cincinnati Reds. He wanted me to be a baseball player, and I was a good baseball player, but I jettisoned that all for soccer. Nice. Yeah, yeah, so I was a freak in the family. No shock, I'm sure, to any of you. But, um... <laughs> But since I was a Lutheran and not a Catholic, I didn't get that upbringing, you know, of the Catholic youth soccer system. So I had to, my own soccer system. So, you know, once I begged my parents to get me started, I started my own indoor soccer team in high school. Whoa. To go against the other group of guys who thought they were soccer studs, you know. And I know he's not listening, so I can say this, but the first guy I picked for my roster was this big fat kid. Nice. <laughs> the was reason is, is because he had attitude. He ended up being like the best block shot blocker in the in creation, but anyway, we rivaled the uh, established teams and we were pretty darn good. We actually beat them a number of times, so you know I was kind of a leader in that kind of sense, and that's kind of been the story of my soccer life. Uh, 
And then I fell into writing for Major League Soccer's website through uh, a UK website that uh, a Chris, guy named Chris was running and ended up writing for Sporting Kansas City starting in 2004 um, and got to go to MLS Cup the first year. Ooh. So that was sweet. Go to L.A., found out how much of a weirdo Precky really is. Well, and you, were the, <laughs> you were the beat writer, is that? I was, okay. I was, I was. Um, of course, this is after I began coaching soccer at Blue Springs High School, uh, and then I coached for Voyagers West Football Club with Mike Brown, who ended up being the UMKC head coach, and then coaching for KCFC or Futura, who's uh, Thad's daughter plays for now. Which is I, now FC Casey. Right, right, right. Which will be something else in another month. Exactly. So, you know, I've been involved in all sorts of facets, playing soccer. I could have played at UMKC, but I decided to focus on academics. I had made the team, but I was like, "Mm, I really need to focus because, well, I did, to be honest with you. And, (laughs) yeah, needed to uh, make sure my parents' money was spent well. But um, so I've been in soccer in various ways, and um, that's basically the story of me as far as things go. You taught some of my friends. You molded the minds of some of my friends at Blue Springs. We met one out yeah. that one night. That's right. That was a very small world. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, no. What did you teach? English. English. Yeah, yeah. That's why he's one of the people that can actually write on the site. I was the, <laughs> I was the assistant coach for the first team from Kansas City to ever win the Missouri State High School Championship that wasn't, from uh, was a public school. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We won it in fact. 1985, and I didn't have a lot to do with me, but still, yeah, I can brag. <laughs> that's cool. That's a very good yeah. fun fact. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess let's open with some questions. I have one for Bob. Oh, so, uh-oh. In all of your years covering Sporting Kansas City, what has been the most incredible thing that you've seen so far or your favorite season? <laughs> most incredible thing I've seen or favorite season? Incredible isn't good. Let's go with <laughs> Incredible as in good. Okay, all right. I really, I and mean, this is going to be a very generic, boring answer, but just the people the whole time have been wonderful. I mean, there have been guys who have been jerks occasionally. Josh, Josh Wolf was a bit of a jerk to me. You know, he said that every time I wrote about him, he got hurt. So, you know, I kind of <laughs> quit writing about him. <laughs> but, uh, you know, everybody's just been wonderful. Wonderful to work with. I met Thad through this and uh, other guys. You know, Kurt Austin I've known for a while. And, you know, and gosh, Chet North, what a guy there, huh, Thad? Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, um, probably one of the biggest saints in this whole world. Yeah. So I got to know him through that, and uh, yeah, so these friendships I've established through that. And the, and the one thing I have to say about Bob, when I kind of backed into doing all this, I never dreamed in my life I would be covering soccer or doing any of this sort of thing. <laughs> uh, but I went to training one day, took some pictures, Felt anyway, it just kind of let, one thing led to another. But Bob was always a guy who was willing to talk to me and like give me advice and stuff like that. Another one would be Brad Porter from Metro Sports. But those yeah. two guys were the nicest, kindest, helping media kind of guys that I could have ever ran into. Unlike some of the other people who will remain nameless. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it was nice to be able. To, I've interviewed David Beckham before. You know. I'm a big Landon Donovan fan. Sorry, I know some of you aren't, but I got to interview him a number of times. Did a big story on him when he first went to Europe. I went to Germany after MLS and went back to Germany. And, uh, you know, it's been some and nice he moments. Was a good guy? Oh, yeah. Landon's a great guy. I mean, he he made me comfortable. Why was Precky weird? Precky, Precky and I kind of had. I, I love you, Precky. You're a great guy. And, you know, he still waves to me every time. But And listens to the show as well. Yeah. He. 
he sometimes would pull me aside and say, okay, come here. I'm going to tell you what things are really like around here. <laughs> but isn't that what you want? It is. It is. Like I said, him and I got along pretty well. And then, you know, on the plane trip to the L.A. final in 2004, uh, MLS Cup final, he was like the kid. He was messing with everybody, you know, practical joke and everything. I was like, whoa, okay, I don't know this side of him. So that was interesting. Yeah. But hmm. uh, Frankie, Frankie and I got along really well. So Very cool. I will tell one story, though. I kind of miss this about MLS, and maybe it's just because I don't sit so close anymore or I'm not at Arrowhead where it was, like, vacant. But I remember this one game. Uh, I think it was, oh, gosh. Help me out here, Thad. Paul Wright, did he ever play for Sporting? Yes. Okay, yeah, I think it was Paul Wright. He had this shot, this clear shot uh, on goal if he had used his left foot. And so here I am at Arrowhead. I stand up as a fan, and I look right at him. I go, Paul, that left foot is not just for standing on. He looked at me, and he waved. <laughs> I don't know if you can do that anymore here, you know, at Children's Mercy Park with a big crowd. But, yeah, that was just exactly, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, at Arrowhead, you could definitely hear individual yeah. fans at times. That's a very nice picture of what it may have looked like on a game day. Yeah. <laughs> my, my favorite memory of Arrowhead is the speakers that they would sit in front of the cauldron. Uh-huh, yeah, so yeah. So, like, 30 people in the cauldron had, you know, had speakers in front of them. They were mic'd. Projecting the cavernous <laughs> <Arrowhead>. Yeah. <laughs> I could hear my sister-in-law when she came to a game there. I could hear her over everybody else because she's so damn loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have one more story. Do it. Okay, while you're looking that up. Um, first of all, when the teams changed ownership and Lamar put the team up for sale, it became lousy pregame meals. But anyway, um, <laughs> I rode in an elevator once with um, Clark Hunt. And uh, it was a little bit awkward because the whole time I was thinking in the back of my head, my roommate used to try to date your wife at UMKC. <laughs> and I wanted to tell him that, but I never did. <laughs> But yes, my roommate tried to date Clark Hunt's wife numerous times in in college. Her name is Tavia, and I Shackles. Yes, I that was her that maiden name. Very well. Do you really? Uh, her, yeah, <laughs> Katie Shackles is a very good friend of mine. Ah, well, see what a small world. And, like you're talking Tavia's, about earlier. Tavia's mother was my babysitter, like my like, really wow long babysitter. There you go. Just odd connections everywhere. She's still babysitting. <laughs> but like, just Somebody once has a week, to. Just Allie. One, just one Ooh. day a week. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Moving on. We know Bob better now, right? <laughs> Does everyone feel like we know him better? L- leave additional questions in the comments. Yes, <laughs> Please. Maybe, yeah. maybe, he'll, maybe he'll respond. Maybe. I do have a few other stories. Okay. I have I have some. I was looking at all of our stats, Sporting Kansas City stats. Uh-oh. And there are... Sorry, I'm missing our sound. Our sound is not doing very well today. I'm very quiet. Why are we so quiet? Okay, anyway. You told us we were too loud earlier. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are good. Me and Allie are very quiet over here, though. Okay, trivia questions. Uh Uh-oh. Try to stump us? 27. (gasps) Yes. How about... They're they're fairly easy. They're not, like, challenging. Oh, 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 you said they're going to stump us. But I thought they were, like, kind of interesting. And I'm, I'll be surprised if you guys can get them all. Okay. Bob, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the hardest one, which probably is not all that hard. All right, you have 15 seconds to name all seven goal scorers for Sporting Kansas City this, this season. This season? Yes. Okay, Daniel Shawi, Johnny Russell, 
Felipe Gutierrez, um, Elie Sanchez, uh, Graham Zuzzi. Five. Oh, Roger okay. Espinoza. Uh, I don't know. Um, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a terrible host. I forgot all of what you said. Rubio. Yeah. Rubio. Oh, how can I forget Rubio? Boom. Stumped him. First one. Yes. <laughs> point for Cody. I don't This arbitrary system. I don't know. Is that point, a dollar into the point, jar? Point for me. He gets six sevens. He six sevens. Six sevens okay. of a point. Okay. Um, Allie, you get this one. Okay. I'm not looking. I promise. <laughs> but if you guys just go, just future reference, if you guys hear Allie and I both talking at the same time, I actually don't even have the answer on there, so you can like. If Allie and I are both talking at the same time, we're very close together. We're sharing a mic. We're very close if we're talking at the same time. I think so, maybe Thad and I should be on the bragging? microphone. We I'm can bragging. argue more, I, more I tension between us. I just everyone to know that. I wanted everyone that's listening <laughs> to know that. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Thad's over there facepalming. <laughs> so, Daniel Shallowy is Oh, leading, you would ask her this question. Has been, it's, but it's not technically about him. Uh, Shallowy was at one point leading MLS with three assists. He has not added to that yet. But now there is a another Sporting Kansas City player that shares the assist lead with him for at least Sporting Kansas City, not MLS. So who is tied atop Sporting Kansas City assists with Daniel Shallowy? Is it... Da, 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 da. Do you guys know? Do you know? Is it Russell? Or... Gutierrez? I don't know. <laughs> She's reaching for straws oh, here. Incorrect. I wish I, had an, I wish I had a buzzer sound. I need a buzzing. Yeah, well, you can make a sound. Okay. Guess is I'll open it up to the floor. Roger. We think that. Okay. Susie. It is Roger. Uh, that uh, that was his assist uh, on Russell's goal. Russell's goal, and I didn't even oh. – that one kind of snuck up on me. But yeah, that was a it was an underestimated assist. Roger had a good game. Had a lot of key moments, a lot of very Roger plays where it wasn't like <laughs> wasn't like uh, a big glorious moment, but it just like you know he broke up a tackle at the right time, that kind of thing. I thought he played well. I, 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 I don't disagree, but uh, technically, if I was going to be giving assists, I would not give that as an assist because everything was done by Russell at the that's, end of that. That's true. Dribble, 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 fake, dri- go through two guys. I mean. He had a lot of work to do. But they give assists for that, so he, he's right. But If Felipe got a goal on that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> on that exactly game, right. then that's an assist. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> got to put him in the position. It still hasn't been changed. <laughs> All right, Thad. Well, I have one for you. Who has taken the most shots on the Sporting Kansas City roster this season? Seriously quiet. Roger. Incorrect. Roger, <laughs> has he taken a lot? Shall we? Incorrect again. You didn't even get one of the top two. I'd I'm say Russell. Trying. I say Gutierrez. Johnny I... Russell is leading the team in shots. My next guess was Icapara. <laughs> Felipe is right behind him in shots, but. Well, now it's not. I was, I was. If you got it, I had a bonus question for you. And that was shots on goal, and that is Gutierrez. Yes, Felipe is winning shots on goal. Not surprisingly, Russell's just behind him. So Russell's our shooter, and I like that. Felipe's our shooter. Russell he takes scores. more. 
finisher, maybe is yeah, a better term. Yeah, our finisher. <laughs> and it's, you know. Johnny Russell is our Scottish Messi. Man. <laughs> Whoa. He's, he's become my favorite player. And it wasn't even, I said that to myself before that goal in that game. He just, the dude does absolutely everything that Vermees could ever ask for from a winger. And he does it, it's like, it. He like thinks differently than an MLS player normally does. He uses his body better. He, I love the 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 way he split those two defenders on that. Yes, you could say they should have done better, but I love the way he set them up, set them up, and then at the right moment he chipped that ball between them just a little bit. Oh, he just lifted it. Just oh, it was just it was oddly satisfying. And that's so hard for a defender to do anything about. It's you got to lift your foot or you know whatever, but. And the only other thing they can do is tripping when they go through. So he's he's got that. He did that. That was beautiful. He's very good at that. That's about the third time he's done that move this year, very effectively. I think yeah, he one did of his, it in the he did it earlier on in the games. Yeah, kind of split two defenders as well. Yeah, he's my fave. Somebody somebody commented that he was like uh, Jake Peterson, but with talent. Well, so. <laughs> God. Yeah, he's like worlds that. above Jacob Peterson. That sucks so bad, but li- yes, he's just Jacob Peterson. Just like if Jacob Peterson was good at soccer, <laughs> Jake was good at soccer. He's just not that good. <laughs> we do. I do love Jake Peterson. So, but we this could be like the Scottish answer. No, but lifting the ball over a defender's foot like that is one of those things you always talk about on the training field, but very few can make a habit. Yeah, it's just one of those skills. And then that just they don't extra. think to do it. Yeah, it's, I mean, even you can do it, but it's, it's yeah in training. But yes, you make actually it actually do it in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we've already moved on into the galaxy discussion here for sure. And the lift over that defender was very good, but I also think he nutmegged the keeper <laughs> off of his upper thigh and hit him, and it, as it went past him, it was just beautiful. The nutmeg to finish it was just everything. I mean, say what you want about Ashley Cole, but, you know. Got embarrassed. Exactly. He's a English game. national team player. Many, many, many caps. Oh, my God. And he's God. the one who got beat. He got absolutely thrashed that whole game. <laughs> and it couldn't have been to a nicer person. <laughs> That's oh. right. Or a better person for it. So we're talking about the game more later. We're in the game, yes. We're in the game now. We're in the oh, game. Okay. We're talking right. about the game. This, this is the You are the MC, so the Cody, game. I don't want to go we, anywhere because I get yelled at when I go places I shouldn't go. I know, we so, so seamlessly yeah, yeah. segued into it. That's how yeah, good I so. have the show set up today. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> so can I make my comment or no? That was a smooth assist there. Yes, go for it. What's your take on the game? Give me I, I don't want to take anything away from you. You got planned. No. That's all, it's general game discussion. Okay, all right. Um... Okay, am I right? They hit the the post three times and the crossbar once, so this game wasn't exactly that much of a domination. No, it, it was, was not. inches away from a loss. It was. We got lucky. Yeah. On many different occasions. We were talking about that Crosse giveaway in the 67th minute, right in front of the box. It almost led to a goal. <laughs> well, if you know, Crosse <laughs> had not been taken out when he was, I believe we would have seen a different result. Perhaps, <laughs> was, yes. Perhaps. I mean, he got pulled out at the perfect time. Two, you know, causes two interceptions, was just looked gassed. Like, he was like... He had yeah. a good game. He did. He's uh, progressing. Yeah. Better. He's progressing. Better. Yeah. But better. it was the perfect Keyboard. time to take him out. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a bad game. I mean... Yeah. It was, was bad. He great, but again, it, on the road, in MLS. And as long as we're seeing right. that continuous progress with him... I think that, you know, 
All right. Okay. <laughs> oh, now he just took the mic away from me. I Ali. have. I did. I just moved it. If you heard a screech, because I moved the mic. I have defended him as much as anyone has, and I don't think. But that's over. No. I just think this game, he's getting a little too babied by people. Saying the, I don't understand how someone could say it was a good game that he played. Well, can we qualify, or can I it's, qualify? That, that's what I mean by getting babied. Good game compared to how absolutely terrible he's been so far. Okay, I, I agree with what you're saying. How can a player of his experience be so naive turning into pressure? You know, he, he's not opening his body enough. He's not looking around him when he receives the ball to know that her defender's right there. Yeah, and I that's agree. Typical, I, <clears throat> those are plain mistakes you shouldn't be making. Yeah, I agree. I I think no matter the transition period that he's in or him getting acclimated to this new league and this new environment, some of the mistakes that he's made aren't like new to you know a league or or individual (laughs) unique to this like new team. It's like those are things that you shouldn't be doing in a soccer game. Yeah, no matter no no matter what league you're in, if you get the ball in the midfield, there's going to be a defender right behind you, and you can't just leisurely turn without you know. Especially in front of your own goal. There there are leagues where there's a lot less pressure, though. That is MLS is the the fast athletic pressure more than almost any league in the world. I mean, maybe the championship I would say is similar. Even in the EPL, you can quite often see a guy receive a ball in space and nobody close him down because now they're they're looking for passing lanes. There is a lot of leagues where actually you're not going to get that much pressure in the midfield. Forwards, you're going to get a little. You're going to get much closer pressure from the defenders, obviously. But so I, I'm going to I'm trying to defend him here a little bit and right. saying that I'm not going to say he had a good game. If I said that, that I'm going to backtrack a little bit. I think I said he didn't have a bad game. He did okay. He didn't do anything tremendous, but he also, other than that one giveaway, and I don't even remember that one, that you, but I take there your word that you're correct. Those. But he did okay. He's still getting up to speed, and I've, there are players who will instantly come in and make impacts. Johnny Russell, we've been you know slobbering over here for the for <laughs> the most of this broadcast or podcast. Um, he also looked terrible the first game. Second game, he looked better. Third game, he looked better. He's looked a little bit better each game. If Croze can continue to improve, I'm not going to say he's going to be the best player on the pitch. But hopefully he could be that good, but I'm not going to say that. Yeah, but he I, is improving. Yeah, he did. And I think that he'll be useful to this team going forward. He already has been. He filled in when Felipe couldn't play. Filled in. He did. But... What did he do? What did he do in this game that was good? What's a his movement into space is better. His playing balls into feet into space is better, and clearly he's better in the center of the field. Yeah, I think that's determined for sure. Okay, I agree with everything you just said. Yeah, but everything you just said was better than the last games. Mm-hmm. I don't think again. I don't. I don't think there was anything good he did in this entire game. the The best moment I can remember was when he. Tried to cut Ashley Cole and got a very fortunate bounce and then got to fire a ball across the face of the goal. Yeah, I remember that Good play. Good cross. Yeah. yeah. And it, like, I suppose you got to give players, attacking players credit for when they get those bounces. You know, that's a big part of soccer. But, you know, like I said, he, did, he got a very fortunate bounce to get into that position. 
So that's what I'm saying. I just, I was only I was only playing the devil's advocate there. It seemed to be <laughs> Fans getting roll. it Ooh, seemed to be wait. getting a little too chummy in here. They're like, oh, well, he's doing fine. He'll be better. <laughs> no, I mean I agree there with you point. on that. I do think that you know if Russell were to have a bad game or a game that you know a game like Crosse at this point in the season, we would be a lot harder on him than we are on Crosse yeah. just because of the way that each of them have adjusted. And the speed at which they've, you know, been able to, I guess, catch up or, you know, <laughs> I guess the difference in speed of in that. But, yeah, I mean, we'll just have to <laughs> see Sunday if, you know, if he plays and what he – if he's better than, uh, than the Galaxy game. So. Plus, again, on the road in MLS, even though if it's the Galaxy, it's never easy. Yeah, so in that environment too. I mean, and yeah, and with all the hype, the the Zlatan mania and all that stuff going on, all that play comes into play. Speaking the, of, he got Zlatan's jersey. Yeah, oh, yeah, he okay. did. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I was, I was gotta give him props for that. Yeah. <laughs> I, was I was pretty happy for him. With I that. was actually wondering if uh, Shallowy would get it because I know he actually yeah. mentioned earlier this year that he wanted to get it. Yeah, <laughs> that was another chance later, isn't there? Yeah, well, he was yeah, talking about Maddie. He was like, "Shallowy, you scored." <laughs> <laughs> Hey, how about Madrona's flick in the 40th minute over on the sideline? Did you guys see that? <laughs> I was hoping someone would give me yeah, a chance to talk about that. That was pretty awesome. Yes, I love that our I love that our our outside backs are like fancy-footed midfielders. <laughs> <laughs> like that was so nice and it was oh it was like not a not just a little tiny loop. That was like the ball uh-huh. like 15 feet in the air and just just settled down to him so yeah. nicely. <laughs> That's why I love Jimmy. Those little moments. It's like uh-huh. there's always going to be something weird. Like yeah, that but there's more like to single. him this year. Yes. Than that. Yes. So we had, we started this year talking about the disappointment that he might we might have like found his ceiling, and that he is what he is. He's picked it up. But yes, this is uh, Jimmy has a really high ceiling. It's just whether or not he'll ever achieve that. He does, and seeing him in practice, it's just that's so clear. He's like one of the most technically gifted on the entire team. Like he can just do things with a ball that no one else on the team can. Maybe hey. Felipe can now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not even sure Felipe would do that sort of thing. He's just quality finisher, man. He's I think Felipe has done that on a smaller scale one or two times already this season, but we have a lot of I've noticed that a lot this year. A lot of uh, very nice Touches very soft. wasn't Felipe the one at top of the box flicked it over his defender and then received it right back and took a shot wasn't that Felipe? I think that was Shallowy, wasn't it? Was it? Oh, okay, I don't remember. This last game, I thought it was Felipe. No, I'm talking about oh, like yeah. maybe Chicago or Colorado or something. I think it was Chicago, but anyway, I'll have to go back and rewatch every game. Now. <laughs> Feel free to correct us in the comments. Yeah, cheese bro. Someone is yelling somewhere <laughs> that they know and that we're all stupid. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what I've always done in podcasts. <laughs> um, let's talk about Shelton. Let's talk about some Kyrie. Yes. Because I'm loving it. I don't care that there's He's no He's gotten goals. better. <laughs> oh, well, that's again. using my own words against me. No, I mean, I'll start just by saying that. I know I've mentioned this before, but if we have guys around the field who can score and Shelton although he is playing that center forward position and he's not scoring but he is def- almost acting as just like this human shield and positioning his body so well and putting himself in positions to play off of and create more chances up top than I am a okay with it and I'm excited to see more 
A-okay. And it looks like there was one moment in that game he got the ball right in the middle, right at the D on the top of the box, and uh, settled the ball and is strong enough and big enough that he had enough time to – all the time that he needed to turn and get a shot off. And it went over the crossbar, but it's like – you can just see you can just see that it's uh that the goals will eventually come. He'll, he'll get his he'll, tap in moments. He'll, he'll get some. Yeah. Is he playing as strong as he is? Is he playing as big as he is? I He's think getting he better is at that. each game. I think we're seeing like a stronger, more like he'll do more athletic things whereas in the earlier games I don't think we saw as much yeah. of that as we could, but I think we're seeing a lot more of it. It, I wonder. It's still if, a little soft. I know what you're saying, Thad. But and again, now I'm going to be on the you know defending side of that. He was injured at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. He you know he's still recovering. I mean, I know at one point they were saying that it basically it's just got to deal with pain and work his way through until he gets right. better. So I, that may be part of it. It may be that he's going up in practice against some guy named Ike Opara, you know, a freak of nature, so that he's getting a little better at biting up on that and and, yeah. and the fact that he's playing the center forward position now where. He's expected to body up on people instead of out on the wing where he's supposed to, you know, kind of one-on-one take on people. So that it, all of that's coming into play. He's going to continue to get better also. It, he, we don't know what his ceiling is yet, though. You know what I'm hoping happens is this. You know, teams have fluctuations throughout a season, and sporting is well known for fading August, July, September, you know. But here's what I'm hoping happens. Right now, Russell and Gutierrez are hot. Okay, they're going to fade, and then maybe that's when Shelton picks up his game or Shalali picks up and starts yeah. scoring more, and or then you know, they're going to fade. And then maybe Croze by the end of the season or a number nine we pick up and the window picks up you know, near yeah. the end. or you know, So we don't have so many dramatic ups and downs where we're always depending on Dom Dwyer or always depending right. on you know, Gerso last year, for example, you know, or Gerso as a matter of fact a non-factor yeah. in a sense this year, that- in a sense. That is definitely something that I've thought about is the is like the reason I'm so excited. Even though, you know, that game like we kinda of talked about wasn't like that dominant. It was right. uh, it was a bit lucky. But the thing that is so cool about this and seems different than all these other hot starts that this team seems to get on is that just like what you were saying, it's this doesn't seem like it can't continue. Like uh, there, there's reason to believe that they can get better in mm-hmm. yeah. so many different yeah. places, you know, and from different there's, players. There's multiple people they can go to, and I mean, hopefully, Peter does give a little rest in there. You know, Gersel does get a couple starts here and right. there, right? Exactly those sort of things. But you, when you have on the bench Gerso, who was you know leading scorer last right. year, right? Uh, Rubio sitting on the bench, mm-hmm. potentially you know another number nine coming in sometime either because the, the window is still open i mean the, the 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 window that everybody signed players in for this year is still open yeah. till may so i mean they could still bring somebody in anytime or when it opens back up again in june so going back to the game did you guys hear the broadcaster john strong say that we tried to sign roman alessandrini but I we couldn't that. get him yeah that was interesting yeah i wonder because i, I know there was the galaxy quite a few times where there was rumor about players coming mm-hmm. and we didn't know who. Uh, I know there was one where they had come very close to signing a player and his wife said, there's no way I'm moving to Kansas City. Yeah. Huh. Like he had agreed to the, the deal, uh, but he just needed his wife to say yes. <laughs> didn't happen. Huh? 
But hey, I know that Mr. Cody over there has one grumble about a particular goalkeeper save. Yeah, I forgot. We hadn't even talked about this yet. Yeah. It's not a grumble. It's not a grumble. Okay, you just don't think it was as great as others think it well, was. So Tamilia got Tamilia. Is that a is that a dollar? Does anyone know the? I've been saying Melia for it's some reason. Melia, Melia. I've it's always said Melia, and then for some reason when we've sat down in the studio, I kept saying Melia. <laughs> you right. could just say Tim. <laughs> All right, I'm putting a dollar in the jar. He's the only Tim on the roster. All right, so what does Cody think of the, what does Cody think of this save? It's not just that save; it's the whole right that he was named Player of the Week. For ten saves that could a, have went in, that a tree, a motionless tree, could have saved six of them, and the amazing his best save of the season for me is being a little blown out of proportion. Well, I will agree with you in the sense that some of those balls, maybe he should have caught instead of getting a rebound. There's one especially. I think it was like the first one that comes right at him and he gives up a rebound that he shouldn't have. And he, he knows that he was mad at himself. You can yeah. see it very clearly. Yeah. And I'm not saying anything like bad about him. He like he knows some of that. Yeah. But yeah, on the on that goal, man, I've watched it enough and it's like he doesn't his arms aren't even really extended. I know he's kind of reaching behind him a little bit, but that also means that if he just stuck his hand out <laughs> That it wouldn't have gone by. I I know I know being a keeper is hard. I I'm not saying it was like he saved it like he should have done. I just I don't know that it was the save of the week or should have declared him. You know. All having, right. Having so having read career. your comments on was it on Slack? You read your comments. Yes. Okay. We, we were arguing on Slack. I I went today and looked at it in slow mo a number of times. And here's the thing, my my uh, my opinion on this. When it comes to goalkeepers, it's all about the feet, okay? His feet are not set. Matter of fact, he cheats a little bit to the near post, which he probably shouldn't have done, and his last step before the shot is to the right. So for him to have to go Stay close back, to the microphone. So for him to have to go back to his left and push back and make that save, that's a pretty incredible save. You, know, you get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying, but I also heard that he made a mistake first to put him in that position. Yeah, yeah. He cheated a little more to the near post, but to get back and naturally your arms aren't going to be as be able to be as extended as far because the rest of your body is efforting so much to get back. But it was a pretty nice recovery. It was a very good recovery. I'm just I don't I just I've always kind of been in the boat that people give keepers too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll open and too much blame. If, if, I've heard. Uh, <laughs> Man, I can't remember who this was. It was some some soccer player was just saying this that if the goalies that are the every goalie tried to be an outfield player at some point in his life and was told he wasn't good enough <laughs> and that's why he was in goal. And they're not the most athletic people. And so when a goalie makes a good save, it's like that was a good save for a goalie. But I bet if <laughs> I bet if Paul Pogba just like went and stood in the goal, I bet he could have I bet he could have got a hand on that. Shot. <laughs> You stood next to Tim lately. He's kind of athletic. I know Tim is. I, I'm, I've uh, I've I've preached that to a lot of people that he does seem like an athlete. He's way more quicker and agile than most goalies are. Definitely, which I is actually that. one of his big strengths is his yeah. quickness, his agility. Um, okay. Which is why he should have done better with that save. 
No. I'm, <laughs> hey, he, didn't go in, so we're, yeah, we're happy. And that is the the big point right there. But you said he maybe he made a mistake to begin with. Keepers Bob said that. No, he said he's leaning towards one. He said he's leaning towards a near post. You said it's a mistake. He's going. He <laughs> I said maybe he cheated a little more than he should have. But. but that's the cardinal rule. You don't let the ball go in the near post. True right? that. If some if a ball beats you to the back post, well, that was a great shot. You ball beat you to the near post, you screwed up. The way the guy's setting up to take the shot, maybe he thinks that's the 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 most likely place. So he is maybe leaning that way. I don't. I, I'll take your word for it that that's what he was doing. I didn't see that when I was looking at it. But yeah, I just the point that, that his last step before the shot is still to the right, and he goes all the way back to his left to make that save. I well, think it's pretty awesome. And, well, in the shot, in the step there, because the the play's coming that way, so mm-hmm. you're moving with the play, and there's a certain way sure, that keepers sure. need to move in order to, oh, to yeah. keep that angle perfect. But then to go back that way, mm-hmm. and the ball as he's diving, the ball is actually getting past him. So a lot of times when you're looking at that that his arms weren't fully extended, it is going back a little bit. So the fact that he could get there at all, I mean, to be honest, I've watched it 20,000 times now, and I still don't see the moment where his fingers touch the ball. It's like it's like frame by frame, it almost looks like it goes past his hand. Yeah, it really was not much that he got on it. But so if, if it was enough. I think, yeah, I mean. I I'm asking he, him tomorrow how much of a touch he got on it. So <laughs> he did. He pushed, he pushed that ball up. Out of the goal, which is what a keeper's supposed to do. And the comments earlier too about how many hit the hit the the woodwork. I think two hit the post and one the crossbar, or maybe it was three, whatever it was. But the fact that he was in the right spot and they were shooting um, is the difference. I mean, if he's not in the right spot, they just put it into the goal. You yeah. know what I mean? I was gonna just actually right before you said that, I was gonna say pretty much the same thing. Even with the ones that went right to him, it's like, yeah. They went right to the goalie, and yeah, maybe a motionless tree that positioned itself in the same way could have also stopped them. But I think any goalie who, you know, gets a player to kick right at him obviously did a great job getting big enough and positioning himself well enough so that, you know, the ball did come to him or, you know, he threw off the player. You know, maybe they should have shot earlier, they took a wrong touch, and then all of a sudden, boom, it goes right to right at Melia yeah. or right at the post or right at the crossbar. So. Now, there was um, one of the goals, I think, in against New York. It was hit almost right at his face. It was Maybe it was the next game, but one of the goals was like almost hit directly at his head, and he got his hand up, but it was it was almost like he was getting a little bit out of the way. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, but it Seemed went off th- of his hands. I think that was Colorado, maybe. Yeah. Maybe it was Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, you see keepers do that all the time, is that it goes off their hands and goes in the goal. Any ball that doesn't go past the keeper is a save, is a good play. Now, controlling that ball, and that's one thing that Tim didn't do well when he was first with sporting and when maybe he was with Chivas. And I don't say didn't do well, but he's greatly improved that over the years as he catches the ball or directs it more out of danger. Mm-hmm. Uh, one difference with a couple of those balls, I'm not sure about one earlier, but watching uh, some of the later shots, the ones on from Zlatan, those balls are damn good a, shots. If it had hit the back of the net, it would have broken. <laughs> you you know, I mean, they were hard and they had motion on them. Right. So they're knuckling or they're they're curving. for the And at that speed, the fact that he just blocks it is still good. And it's that's nothing he's never faced before. You know, he's definitely faced that, but you can just you just know there is that 
added sense of like, holy shit, Zlatan is about to shoot at me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, there's definitely, there. like, it's weird to admit, but like, he wouldn't admit it, but like, there's definitely an added level of difficulty there of like, maybe you'll get stuck in the ground an extra split second, like, thinking about Zlatan. I felt the same way in like, second grade when I got stuck in goal, <laughs> in, like an indoor game, <laughs> and just the biggest, strongest girl on the other team with the, you know, biggest foot comes at me with the toe ball. <laughs> like, you know the exact feeling. So, <laughs> Maybe a little different when it's Latin, but I can say yes. I'm sure, I'm sure Tim didn't say that was the biggest girl on the other team. That was the biggest <laughs> girl with, with the toe ball boot. Okay. Any other final thoughts on the Galaxy game? Is there anybody else I have to Big three road points. Man, yeah. that really is a huge, huge three points. Wasn't dominant, but doesn't even matter. That's a big, that's a big win. All right, what does it have to be to be dominant? Not have them hit the post four different times. I think it was three, but anyway. No, I think it was four. Post three, crossbar once. It was they. <laughs> they hit the, the woodwork multiple times. <laughs> they they hit it straight. They took twenty two shots, and then Tim pushed that one off the woodwork. Right. Yeah, we were lucky, man. But uh, again, I I don't have all the stats in front of me, but I think if there I were times it was dominating. The first half, LA had six shots, maybe. Was it six or ten? I think it was only six. And then in the second half, they had the rest out of 22, so 16 more. But 12 or 14 of those came after sporting went up to nothing. And that's, you know, yes, they turned the notch. They turned it up a notch. Sporting probably held back a wee bit. Uh, They weren't sending as many guys forward. They switched out. Craze and put in Seth and all those factors came into play. Sporting wasn't needing to go forward. They were. They put in Zlatan. They had everything to go for, nothing to lose at that point. You see that all the time. I mean, you, you've seen that at, at Sporting Park when Sporting goes up to nothing on some team and the other team has to go for it. Not necessarily just that. It's, you know, I, I was bringing up the fact that Tim Melia had all of those saves where he didn't have to move. That is very lucky right there. There was that one in particular that... He didn't have to move because he was positioned correctly. In the center of the goal. Like, I'm, I'm not going to give a goalie credit for that. A keeper too much credit for that. Again, again, that's what I'm saying. He did fine, did his job. I don't like all the praise that these keepers get. It's just, <laughs> I don't understand. He was staying in the goal. You know, people are like, oh, he, he, he made himself big. Cody, did a goalkeeper steal your girlfriend in high school? No. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm taking a defensive posture because that is staring at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> okay. Why did no, Tim no, Cody? No, actually, there, there are times I agree with you, but it, but it still comes down to they were in the right position for the person who was shooting, for the position the defenders were in around them. You know, it's – if the defenders were all on the left side of the goal, you got to be more to the right. You know, when the defenders are split, you got to be in the middle. He's in the right spot. He's in the spot where they had the most likely chance to shoot. That's why the ball went straight at him. Yes, he was not a mobile tree. He wasn't Groot. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Cody, I do agree with you in that. You know, in what you're saying, but you know, LA and those positions maybe it would have been better as a cross and then someone just does a nice tap in and catches Melia out of his you know position but for I think the situation each individual one I think he deserves okay the that's true but that one there was one uh I think it was on like a 
corner kick that we failed to clear, and that guy had the shot from two feet away from Ilya and just kicked it square into his belly. Like that one, that was just, that was a guy standing in the middle of the goal and he got hit with a ball. Like it was good that he caught it. Like well done that he caught it. But like, I'm sorry. Keepers just get too much credit, man. Player of the week in MLS. Someone had to have had a better game than that. Tim Melio was not even happy with his performance. After we record tonight, we're actually going to go out in the field, set up a goal, and just... just kick By the way, kick vote Johnny ball. Russell goal of the week because it's clearly the best goal. Oh, All absolutely. the other ones are crap. Yeah, it, you, Is he you're losing right. right now? No, he was winning when I voted. Okay. But, well, there's an Atlanta player in the world. <laughs> yeah, there's not an Atlanta player or a former Atlanta player. Um, so we should be good. But I did actually vote for Tim for player of the week. Homer. <laughs> Cody did not. He had 10 saves. <laughs> All right, let's move on from the highest <laughs> index number. I know you love the Audi index. Not my favorite. Not my favorite. <laughs> okay, let's take a quick break. Let's. Belly? We can gather all the friends all around the show. It's not a bad thing to do. It's a football night. It's a football night. When I find a whistleblower, you know, we're going to feel all right. song that song makes me feel all right <laughs> that's the our music is done by the vanden arms from iowa from iowa both the intro song my football team's got me drinking and <laughs> oh, football night it's a football night. okay <laughs> like, i couldn't think of the name of it is that what it is it's a football night that's what I, it's that's football what, night. That's what we just came back to and you can find them on itunes no i don't spotify I, I don't know yeah we're not like uh that's a long time thing that we're we've grandfathered in the rights to use these songs. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> at least we hope they don't mind because we got permission several years ago when it was mike coon and me doing <laughs> this podcast it's definitely possible and... that whenever we get famous and this and the soccer show blows up. Right, right. Then they'll catch Which is gonna happen. And, and want some money from it. <laughs> but right now we're just stealing it. And I like no, them. They are good, though. Kind of a little Celtic rock feel to them. And Hell they yes. are good. And please go listen to them and buy CDs or <laughs> CDs. buy them off iTunes. Or... Well, we download it from LimeWire. <laughs> People still do that. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Buy it on iTunes. LimeWire. I believe they have a MySpace site that. as well. Um, I saw something on LimeWire recently, <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. On Facebook, I just, yes. oh, my God. Did you see that today? Their Facebook yeah. is sending us the same ads. I don't like that. Or the same the same stuff. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah it was like a, some, some guy to joke about the, uh, like, the kids today will never understand the struggle of waiting, like, all day to download a song on LimeWire. <laughs> <laughs> and then giving your entire, like, family's computer <laughs> Desktop of virus. <laughs> oh, God, we're old. Yeah. Okay, yes, reeling us back in. <laughs> um, Bob, we're going to do your is or isn't 
I have 14 queries. To, no, I'm only going to choose three, but I do have 14. I'm only going to choose three, though. It was tough to choose which ones, though. I'm trying to spur you know, some interesting like discussion. Spot. And it kind of, the first one kind of relates to what we talked about earlier. All right, so you talked about Johnny Russell. He's kind of like the, I don't know, in a sense, media darling right now, you know, seemingly. Yeah, yeah. So um, sporting's marketing has always been we're Kansas City, you know, we're a team that's fighting for titles. We win titles, okay. But then you've got probably like an L.A. who's a Zlatan-focused. So my question is, is, is sporting Kansas City marketed the way they need to be marketed or do they need – or isn't it? I have to say say with is or isn't it. So that's my question. I say is. I say is. I think either one. Okay, Thad? To be contradictory, I'll say is. No. <laughs> you say isn't? <laughs> no. It, I, I would say they. it is because unless sporting is going to go out and get his Lawton, mm-hmm. and they're not. Well, I'm not talking particularly about Ozlatan, but... But there's still... Um, the general marketing theme around the team is still that it's all about the fans, right? Mm-hmm. That's how... The city. The fans in the city. Mm-hmm. One thing I think For glory, for does, city? For city, for glory? Even though I'm not crazy about the overall slogan, I guess, for the season, I will say that in general they have a very cohesive theme that runs very well throughout everything that they do. So I think that... Compared to a lot of other teams, if we're just talking about like their pure marketing in general, I think they do a very good job. So the reason I say it is because, okay, should they be marketing the, uh, Johnny Russell more out to the public? Say, see, come, come see Johnny Russell. Come see Felipe Gutierrez, you know, this guy who's leading MLS and scoring right now. They don't do a whole lot of that stuff. Should they do more of that or not? You know, that's kind of what the basis of my question is. Well, isn't a lot of... Isn't a lot of the marketing done for MLS teams before the season? They've cut a lot of their promos and taken a lot of all, most of their pictures and things like that at the beginning of the season. Maybe they just weren't anticipating how good Felipe would be, or that or that those two would would really be like you know quality faces of the team. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's coming. I yeah, guess is both what of saying. them did actually come in after some of the uh, original photos well, and stuff sure, was sure. done, but which I, know I think that there were additional <laughs> photos done after that. Which I think is why Croze has a huge billboard right when you get off at Broadway, <laughs> yeah, going yeah, into downtown right. that I pass every day on my day to work, on my ride to work. So. Yeah, but uh, I do greatly love the fact that they normally do not advertise the other team more than themselves. Although there's a lot, and they kind of did. Uh-huh. Uh But it used to be, and it used to just tick me off, that come to Arrowhead and see the Wizards play Landon right. Donovan in the L.A. Galaxy. Yeah. Come to Arrowhead and see the Wizards play uh, Brian McBride and the Columbus Crew. Like you're selling the other team more than you are your own team at that point. So they rarely do that. They did kind of do do a little bit with Zlatan, but I think since the rebrand, they've been very good about it. Mm -hmm. I think the new ownership group has done very good. Okay, all right. Number two, then. Um, so, since we are going to be home for the next two games, we've got a Sunday and a Friday game, 15th and the 20th. Uh, in my mind, there's always been a debate. Not that I've been to a whole lot of other places. I've been to a few other places for games, but we always brag about our atmosphere. And I guess we got near the top on a recent poll. What's one of the toughest places to play? I think we won that one in ESPN's poll of players they did or whatever. Right. 
But is Sporting's atmosphere really one of the top five in Major League Soccer or no? Because here's why I say it. Because I sit where I sit, and I'm a little frustrated with the lack of participation in people. Where do you sit? Uh, east side. About the middle. In the O. Over by Thad's wife and daughter. Are you saying lack of participation this season, or have is this a trend that you've seen over a couple seasons? I just see a Seattle or, or I say a Portland on TV, and it just seems so much more of the stadium is involved than just the ends. Yes, I think the Cauldron sounds great on TV, uh-huh. but and, you know, in mic live, placement. but are we? really in the top five atmospheres. Are we a Portland? Are yeah. we an Atlanta? Are we a, you know? Yes, absolutely. And I ask you, what do you think that you know that the players playing on the field don't know? <laughs> hey, I'm just posing the question. Damn, that was good, Cody. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, how is it, if the players are saying it, then okay, it is so. Okay, when they're saying it, though, are they really talking about the crowd, or are they talking about the way the team plays and the high pressure? I is think, that what they're talking about? I think that it's like all play? of it. I think, I think yeah. the fact that the the fans are so close to the field mm-hmm. the the team i think it's i think it's all of it i think the the pregame festivities mm-hmm. that they do is is more than a lot of other teams and yeah. yeah well and i know you mentioned it being a little bit you know bigger on the ends of the field but what better place to have oh, sure. the loudest you know fans or the biggest crowds than in the attacking third so yeah i think that would be pretty pretty tough no, I would Play. love I would love to see the sides get more involved in the chance or doing something. Yeah, come on, West End, the rich people. <laughs> but but I also like to see the fact that there's different atmospheres, I guess, if you want to say, in each stand. Cauldron is more crazy, profane, stupid, weird, whatever, whatever else. Call it. <laughs> South Stand is more family friendly for the most part uh but still eccentric <laughs> in so many ways uh guy last year wearing Randy the macho man savage outfit <laughs> uh I still like that but it was weird anyway um it's just a little bit different the east stand i think is not quite as ritzy mm-hmm. <laughs> as the west stand where everybody has a club right in fact the east stands really the only ones that don't have a club mm-hmm. what's that word you're saying a what a club, club. What do you mean where they don't have a club? A place to go. An inside place. Oh, like an inside place. Yeah. Like the former Boulevard Club. <laughs> Field Club. So right. everyone? Shield Club. Everyone on that side of, in the West End is allowed into the like one of those club I think, areas? I think all of them are. In the, uh, mo- Premium if tickets, man. They're, if not all of them, most all of them are in some kind of club. Huh. And then you got the Cauldron, obviously, because they go through a club. So South Stand doesn't either, but I just think the atmosphere could be better, could be stronger. You know, I'm I'm pushing the envelope. No, it could be and should be. Yeah, and you need to do your part. <laughs> yeah, start the start the chance over there. But, <laughs> Don't but be I see, afraid. I know there is a group up there that does chance. The oh, yeah. Cauldron the Emeritus, and, you know them. Yes, yeah. yeah. they they do stuff. They still do some of the old chants from back ten years ago. Go sit. Nice shot, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what they say, or is it the other one? What's our rule on on cussing? <laughs> this is anarchy, right? There's no one. We don't have a boss here, right? No, but we do have a profanity setting on 
blog talk radio. So blog talk will, will bleep us out if we and get Cody too crazy. Cody has walked that line a little bit. <laughs> I'm planning on it. That's why I'm, that's why I'm asking. Well, it's just the way we mark it when we put it out there. So if a cuss word slips out, I mean, that's one. We're not, so, we're not talking about hard. So we can unleash one episode as long as we just mark it rated R before we, <laughs> before we do it. We'll have to look at that setting, but yeah. Right, okay. Well, third is question three or isn't okay. Is the lack of threat on set pieces going to be sporting Kansas City's Achilles' heel, or isn't it when it comes to the season, the playoffs, everything? Odd Already time, is. odd time to bring up that question when we kind of, kind of scored off of a corner kick. Kind of, kind yeah. Of. yeah, you're right. Okay, all right. But we are not that dangerous on these set pieces, guys. Is it going to be? Because that can make a big difference come playoff time, come, you know. But that could also push. be why they were doing all those stupid Zeusy Johnny Russell corners recently, too. <laughs> so, Allie, is or isn't? I'm going to say is, because even though they kind of scored off of a corner, um, I don't think that we've seen enough uh, consistency. So I'm going to say it is. Okay. I will say isn't. Because sometimes a lucky slop goal like that is what you need to open the floodgates. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. And it was sloppy. Poor clearance on their end. Very. Shallowy didn't even hit it the way he wanted to. Yeah. And Bingham. Bingham? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Bingham. Got a hand on it. Yeah. It was bad. <laughs> All right. That is or isn't lack of set piece strength going to be our Achilles heel? I said it already is. You said it already is. Okay. Why? Because we have to have an Achilles heel, or we're so good right now, we're searching for one. <laughs> no, because you have to be multi-threat. Mm-hmm. And for a team that is so possession-oriented and building up in, in to take shots, they're, if they don't... how many freaking corner kicks. And if the other team <laughs> does not fear the corner kick, all they're going to do is just tap it across the end line every time they get a chance. And that's their that'll be their defense. There will be twenty seven corner kicks that will go flying into the box that the other keeper will grab or their big tall ass defender will knock it out. <laughs> and <laughs> Allie bleeped me. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at Kyrie on this one. Step up his game in the box. Anyway, that's a fine for talking like that. <laughs> Allie, what are your thoughts? On Kyrie? No, on corners. Oh, on corners? Set pieces, set pieces, not just corners. But Well, yeah, I agree with everything that Dad just said. For a team that is so possession-oriented, they mm-hmm. need to – I mean, you got to be dangerous on those. And to, For as many corner kicks as we get, like our odds are just – I mean, they're terrible. So, and I, they feel I, like it, at least. Yeah, they feel like it. But I agree, too, with like Shelton uh, and then you got Opara – I mean, I think Opar and Shell need to work together to do some sort of like, some sort Picks of like razzle dazzle. They've, yeah, they've <laughs> got to have some sort of like, I don't know, chemist, not chemistry. I don't really know what, how to call it, but yeah, something where they're you know, both of them are very dangerous, and whether they're you know requiring more attention from the other team's defense to give someone else a chance, something. There's got to be a little bit more action. Like we see so many times, the ball just kind of like bounces right through like you said goes right to the keeper so yeah hopefully that is something we will see more of i think the stat and correct me if i'm wrong is like 20 percent of all goals are scored in set pieces normally not the average for this team but i think i do have the answer though i think it's kevin ellis we need kevin ellis back oh god (laughs) (laughs) 
He was amazingly good in the air. Yes, he was. <laughs> like, the reason that hurts so much is because, like, everyone like, gets it. Like, it kind of made sense when you said that. Yeah. That's why that hurts so much. The smallest guy was, like, our best header. But that's what I mean. I'm looking at, I'm looking at you, Kyrie, on that one. We need Kyrie to just have that instinct to, or the hunger, or whatever it is, to, like, get his head on the ball. Well, see, I think Ike is a really good threat in the air. He has been a really good threat well, in the air. Well, then why can't we hit only. it? Yeah. But we, we don't he's even the only seem, one. We don't even seem to be able to get it to his head. Well, he, he gets so frustrated. <laughs> like, you'll see him after some, and you can tell, like, you can sense the frustration <laughs> with him because when he is the only threatening target on those, he's being, he's, being manhandled. he's manhandled by, like, three guys, and then everyone else is just like, Remember, remember at the beginning of this year, I had to posted a picture along with the blog of him being pulled down yeah, by yeah. a defender. Yep, yeah. Uh, and for I posted that in the podcast post. It's been that way all the time. He's the only one they have to worry about, so they have two guys on him. <laughs> Kyrie needs to get some ups and go up there and get those. He hasn't yet. They just need to find craftier ways. If it's you know, if Opar is going to be marked, and then Shelton since he's bigger, if he you know if he starts getting up, other players on other teams might see that start defending him more. We need to see like Shallowy or someone. I don't even like you know Russell whoever it is just get a foot on it or you know something not it doesn't have to be like a bicycle or anything insane just a but, body part. See, I do think they're trying to be craftier. I mean, you see them doing these little plays that just are not enough. Yeah, but that's like, it has been in the past, but it yeah. hasn't been lately. I'm sure it'll become even bigger focus as we get down to the run of the playoffs and the playoffs. Because that can be difference makers for sure. But. We need we need to get shallowy his man muscles, and I think then <laughs> he can create enough space for himself and become a better header of the yeah. ball. He's got the height. He's still a baby, man. Just look at him. He's just in his face. He's still skinny. He doesn't have his man muscles yet. Like it's there's still a lot to come from shallowy. He was recently sporting the 15 year old mustache. I was just about to say <laughs> he's like doesn't have his man muscles. He's kind of skinny, and he's just got that little like. My little brother has the same one right now. Jimmy, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Oh, but like, Dang it. I missed the – I didn't even see the stash. I missed that. It's like a kind of stash. has a lot of filling in to do. Also, have you guys noticed – let's let's help him out with this. I've noticed he does uh, a certain hashtag on all of his tweets, which is DS20. He's trying to get his brand going. So let's get that. I'm going to start using that for him. DS20. I will literally put that in my Twitter bio today. <laughs> okay. Is that that concludes your? Three. Yeah, I'm stopping at three. I like that game. We're gonna keep doing that. I've got eleven more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, another night. We'll keep doing that. <laughs> we should end on those two. Those seem to just be good general discussion questions. We need to not do that in the middle of the thing anymore. Okay, whatever works. Whatever okay, works. moving on to Seattle, the zero and three. That's a nice sound. <laughs> I know. It just makes me I, – I took so much pride in saying that sentence. Haven't scored a goal, Seattle Sounders. Clint Dempsey hasn't scored a goal. The goalless, winless, pointless Seattle Sounders. <laughs> I want so badly to go 5-1-1 one, and one, and give them 0-4. Oh, I would just – one, 4-1-1 one, and one is just like that's a decent start, but 5-1-1 one, and one feels like, all right, we're really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think 
they they did beat uh, Chivas in the first round of the CCL, their first matchup with them, but uh, fell flat on their faces in Mexico. But uh, I think they're still trying to find their identity. You know, Jordan Morris going down, I think, hurts them. And um, you know, they got one or two little pieces they're trying to integrate on the offense attacking end. And, you know, Clint Dempsey's not what he used to be, I don't think. So, yeah, I don't think any of us are sad to see them struggle. I think it's just karma. Okay. All right, because because there's some Seattle. stories about Seattle actually from back in the day. Hey, don't skip ahead. We'll get there. Okay, we'll get there. All right, but no, it's just because they are the Seattle Sounders club. That's why. That's their fault. <laughs> that is where fans. they went wrong. It's their fans. Yeah, they're like the worst. <laughs> I didn't get a. Uh, me and Dave Clark for the Sounder at Heart blog always get kind of a spicy three questions exchange <laughs> but i didn't get a i haven't got a response from him yet so we're not gonna get one of those yet no but they're still dangerous i mean they've got clint they've got will bruin who's become a kind of a big goal scorer for them and of course always nicholas ladero to be worried about so they ain't slouches are we expecting the same starting lineup no word on felipe right no word yet because we haven't been to practice yet i would no be practice on tuesday again, but just as a security measure, especially since we're playing Sunday, Friday. I wouldn't be surprised to see Felipe held out Sunday. Well, we've shown we can get three points without him. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll oh, see. yeah. Well, he might be on the bench, though, as a right, emergency right. measure. But, Gradually working him back in. Um, I would be surprised if he starts. Yeah. But you never know. I mean. So, still begs the question what's the starting lineup then? Do we see or predict? Uh, PV's a man of habit, and he doesn't yeah. like to change what's been working well. I would say the exact same starting lineup from the other day. Same. Same. But the question becomes, except you know, maybe switch out Tim does since he he's not a great goalie. Come yeah, Friday Cody night. is actually going to be going in a goal. Yes. <laughs> Instead of Tim. <laughs> Guys, don't put me against Tim Melia. He's kind of he's kind of intimidating. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, now he's intimidating. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I tried to interview him. That's why people him. shoot directly at him. Exactly. I tried yeah, to say the same thing. I tried to interview him after <laughs> practice one time, while like during his meteoric rise or while he was locking down the starting job. And man, he is just very unforgiving. <laughs> He's just a very stern guy. Uh, won't won't give you a lot of like feed. Won't, won't, won't smile at you. I guess is what I'm saying. If you ask him a question, there's not going to be much of a <laughs> smile or nodding. He'll. He's, he wants to get down to business. He doesn't want to talk about himself. He if you ask him about himself, himself, he like kind of gets mad at you. Hmm. It's not about him. It's about the guys in front of him. But no, I like Millie. I don't. I don't put me against him. I'm just saying there was there was too much hype. Anybody could be a goalie. I know that's what you're saying. <laughs> right. Exactly. But that's, I'm saying he's good. But anyone can do what you do. <laughs> well, let's connect some pieces here together. Uh, when we're talking Seattle, I just looking at their roster, kind of jumped out to me. Like, uh, yeah, they are strong on set pieces. Stefan Fry is a very good goalkeeper in the air. They've got Roman Torres. They've got um, Chad Marshall. They've got uh, Dempsey in the box. They've got Will Bruin in the box for attacking his set pieces and corners. It so. feels like they've beat us on a lot of set pieces in the yeah, last that, that few could years. Be, could be dangerous. But you know why they've not had success this year? They don't have Brad Evans. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> and neither do we. And neither do we. So... Score predictions? Bob, what do you think? Oh, 3-2 to two us. We're not playing. 
sporting. <laughs> hey, it's it's hashtag we together. <laughs> that was last year. Dad. Yes. <laughs> Score Index. prediction for the game. Three one. Four one. Ooh. Oh. Seattle. I'm gonna give them a goal. I'll let them get their first goal of the We're season. We're all saying the shutout streak is ending. So far. Kind of feel safer to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather say that because I'm going to agree with that and say three to one. I'd rather say that than to uh, to say to jinx the uh, jinx the shutout. So Crozet, three one. Shelton, and Espinoza. Ha ha ha! Nice. But I will say I feel like I've said this the last like three weeks. Shelton will score, <laughs> and maybe yeah, I should whatever. stop saying that. We've lost faith. We have not. It does mean you, less the third week you. in a row that you do it, but no, I think uh, I once I think once he gets one, I, I bet his first game he gets one, he gets a brace because that's just how that works. That's just how that works. We're a very confident bunch. No draws or losses in the predictions. You know, we got to make our home a fortress. Yeah, it's it, with a struggling team coming in. If they don't go out and at least win three one. I would say it was a disappointment. Man, you're low on Seattle. It, they're zero and three, like you said. They haven't scored. They don't, don't have their act it. together. <laughs> they don't have their act together. I'm not saying that they aren't a team that has to be taken seriously. Any team has to be taken seriously. I'm going to sound like Vermees. It's you know lots of parody, blah blah blah. Any given Sunday, blah blah blah. You know all that stuff, but. A team that's at the bottom of the table versus a team that's at the top of the table that's on a run. Team has to win. Otherwise, we look just as bad as L.A. did the other day. We'll still be ahead of them, so not as bad. But, yeah. One game is bad. I need a. I. I. I need three points from this one. Agreed. We're home. Yeah. I think Cody needs him for a different reason. There's hatred against Seattle. It's real. <laughs> Does anybody like Seattle? I mean, like the city is all right. Never really? been. Rains a lot, I hear. Rains a lot, exactly. <laughs> I've been through it again, a couple times. But then again, it does here recently, so there's snows. Yeah. All right, so that reminded me of two reasons to hate Seattle. But most Bad people- story time. You see, you see him subtly trying to set it up there? <laughs> I've been asking Thad for Thanks a good for story the segue. time. <laughs> he didn't want me to set it up like that. But this is Thad's story time. I'm Go excited. It, Thad. Thad has a lot of stories. Thad, they, he's been around a long time. He's seen the progression. And there's he's got some interesting things. And also a reason why Seattle sucks. Just more reasons to hate him. One, back when everybody was still training down at Swope Park... It used to be in the old days. It was just a chain link fence around there. You could literally pull up next to the fence and watch practice in your car. And people did. People would, like, bring lunch and watch them practice. But the reason they started putting a barrier up across the fence so that it could not be watched was there were Seattle spies in town. There were people who were loyal to Seattle that were watching them and telling Siggy Schmidt and Chris Henderson what was going on at practice, who was going to be doing what at, on corner kicks and et cetera. Siggy's so, Seattle spies. Chris Henderson <laughs> used to be here and had still had friends and family in town. Uh, the uh, 
equipment guy. I can't remember his name. Went there. Dave Tenney was the fitness coach, goalkeeper coach for the Wizards. He went to Seattle. So anyway, there was a several people who went to Seattle when they moved up into MLS, and that was the reason they started putting it up. Was at least one of the reasons they put that barrier up. Another reason that I always have disliked Seattle fans was that first road trip out to Seattle when they moved into MLS. I'm not gonna again. I don't want to completely like tell stories on other people but one of the broadcast crew was out in seattle for that game and having a drink before the game or after the game probably after the game if he was drinking i'm sorry we're gonna need the name of this broadcaster <laughs> this person didn't do anything wrong right it's still about- it's his story but he was talking to uh some fans there and they were talking about how glad they were that kansas city like joined the league and came in with them <laughs> oh no <laughs> Because they had been playing in the USL up until then, so they 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 literally thought that Kansas City was an expansion team. It's like New York City fans that forget that MLS existed before they entered the league. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so it is just all centric on Seattle. So they took over. It used to be Toronto fans were the worst. Then it was became Seattle. So now yeah, might- it's all centric on their on on Seattle, and you can see that in their fans today still. And Atlanta, Atlanta's kind of becoming them. Mostly the new teams all do it to a certain extent, though. I mean, in fairness, Seattle did, Toronto Toronto did, then Seattle. But we also still hate Seattle a decade later. When did they, that was 2008? Yeah, it's basically a decade, and we still hate them. For good reason. Yeah, I don't like either Pacific North, well, I, I can do... Vancouver. I like them. They're Canada. It's hard to hate Canada. You know what's really good about Vancouver? The name on the front of their jersey. The name on the front of their jersey. <laughs> it's a logo that happens to resemble your surname. <laughs> do you have a jersey? Do you have one? I do. You want to hear that story? No, we'll save it. Save it for when we play them, right? Come on. Let's make a good radio show here. It'll be more relevant. So now people will be waiting in deep anticipation for my <laughs> Vancouver jersey story. <laughs> what better way to leave everyone than oh my a cliffhanger? Um, we do have... Does anyone else have any ridiculous... I just broke something. Does anyone else have anything to talk about? I've got one thing. I think the take off your jersey, get a yellow card when you celebrate a goal is stupid. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I mean, Zlatan did it, um, and I just think it's stupid. Let him celebrate. Okay. So uh, this is this should be like our daily whiz on whatever subject thing, right? Things we're pissed off about? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I don't even say I'm mad about it, but I just discovered today that we're going to be wearing a white jersey sometime in the uh, next yeah. two games made out of recycled plastic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I must have missed this. Please go into detail. Why does that make you so mad? Damn it, we we're not a black team and now we're a white team. It's blue. <laughs> sporting blue, not sporting black, not sporting white We're trying to save plastic. the world here, Thad. Yeah, I appreciate the recycling blue. initiative. Maybe Isn't black and white is easier. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't there blue plastic? If the jersey's made from plastic, I'm amazed that they can even Make it just white. <laughs> I'm here Does for it. Does it disintegrate? 
I don't know. <laughs> it will 30, 30 minutes well, after the game. They yeah. made and then it, everyone gets you. <laughs> <laughs> they made it so everyone can match up easily. They're is, doing it. Is, so it's like one week, right? Where one week both teams. Is everybody play. wearing black or white? I think so. Yes. So whoever sporting's playing that night is wearing black. Yes. I don't know this. You're. I mean, so I'm relying upon you to say this. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's that's why there's no other colors. It's just half the teams get white, half the teams get black. And, all and, it's, and it's like Earth few. Day. Earth Day weekend. Keep it simple, stupid. I like it. Let's save the planet, Thad. Do you recycle at home? If Tim Milia was here, he would save the planet. <laughs> oh, God. All right, that was pretty good. And Cody would say it was too easy. <laughs> I'd say, and I'd say, right at him. I'd say he should have done better with the rebound. <laughs> the Earth came right Can't at him. Can't believe he catch that. <laughs> the plastic recycle all came from a motionless tree. No, never mind. It doesn't work, but you know what I'm saying. I have another topic. Ooh, that was a good addition to the fine jar. Well done, Allie. I made stickers with our logo. <laughs> you want one? Um, how about a, a certain international striker has become available and is rumored to be heading to MLS? Are you talking about Mr. Torres? I'm speaking of Fernando Torres. No. I'm in. I mean, I'm I'm probably here for it. It's not my money. Spend the money. Let's get a striker. Like, I don't think he would even do that well. I really don't. He's a disappointment every single place he goes. But yeah. but hey, it'd be cool. Well, do we want him to disrupt the trilogy that is Shelton, Shallowy, and Russell? Would we want SSR? The we need the tri- <laughs> they are the trifecta. Would as of right now, but would we want to disrupt that with a player? who we don't think could integrate well or come in and make a distinct impact or, you know. Would run or be fit or do the high <laughs> press or all of that stuff. D, all of the above. <laughs> would play defense, uh, so we would just basically have to feed the ball up to him and hope he wasn't offside. <laughs> so cynical, Thad. So appealing. I'm going to that. Even Zlatan comes back farther than that. <laughs> Man, Torres is just a guy right now that's trying to get one more contract. Someone someone that will give him money to play this sport still. I suggest Seattle. And I hope that it <laughs> I, I don't really hope that it is us. I would like to see our if he's going if you know, if Vermees is gonna dish out money, then I hope it's someone better than that. Yes, I would agree with and that. And cheaper probably. Yeah, and also agree with that. I would like to see him I would not mind Actually, I don't really want to see him come to MLS because I don't like the whole retirement league thing. If you're going to come to the league, c- come and be ready to play. Like Zlatan. I mean, I I don't think Zlatan is going to be uh, as awesome and amazing as he was the first week, obviously. But he's come to play. But, yeah, please come here and destroy Seattle. <laughs> help, help help burn that team to the ground. Yeah, if you're, if you're going to come to MLS, come to Seattle or New York or RSL. Orlando, Houston. We're naming our favorite team. He can start over top of Dom. Yeah, did you guys see Dom made the uh, or was like the main point of instant replay for the week? And it was they flopping. You mean? Yes, they just titled the video. (laughs) Did Dom Dwyer flop? Yeah, and it's like I don't need to click on it. Haven't seen the play, but (laughs) it's already uh, uh, it's a probably from anyone. (laughs) Did Dom Dwyer dive? Definitely. (laughs) The words Dom Dwyer and flop are in the same sentence. Then it's pretty much surefire. Yeah. No, there there was times he fought through stuff and was legitimately pulled down, but that was just terrible. 
I, I can't believe VAR didn't see enough to overturn that. But I he's soft. <laughs> he is scoring though. He's finally starting to score for them. He'll that have was a really run. exciting game for Orlando. He'll have a run of goals for about six weeks. And then go six months without scoring one. But him and Sid will be happy. Okay. Final thoughts? I'm that... more ones next week. Yeah, I was the only one that did it. We kind of forgot. I think all of the money in this jar is actually Cody. I put one in. Okay. Cody and Bob. I supplied a lot this week. <laughs> I'm not even sure what the rules are, so I'm just not <laughs> yeah. throwing money over there. <laughs> the fine jar is absolute anarchy. It's erroneous rules. They're made up, but it's beautiful. That's why I try to be beautiful. careful of what I say. And by the way, fans, come out Sunday. doesn't matter what the weather is. Get yeah. out there. Speaking of the weather, it's going to be a very brisk 38-degree high <laughs> with a chance of flurries. So <laughs> everyone bundle up, put on your favorite sporting scarf and hat. Did you just make that up, or is it supposed to snow? Oh, no. It, I mean, according to my iPhone weather app, it said 38-degree high, and there was a little snowflake next to it, which we all know what that means. Why am I having Mean Girl flashes right now? <laughs> mean Girl? Yeah. She uh, delivered oh, that. weather? I didn't. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I didn't. Uh, There's a 50% chance it's already raining. <laughs> Mine was an actual forecast and not an observation of the weather that is currently going on. <laughs> weather Channel says high of 38, low of 27, 40% chance for precipitation, and it does have a cloud with two little snowflakes underneath of it. And this has been Allie and Thad with the weather. <laughs> Cody, back to you. All right, Thad. Say something prophetic to get us to to send us on our way. I don't know if Cody I do prophetic. Cody closes with this every single time, and Thad still looks shocked every time when he says it. I'm going to bring like some quote next time. That's why I do it. You should. I can tell he always forgets that I'm going to ask him and gets caught off guard. Or maybe I just never cared. And then says something very unprophetic. Go see Swope Park play on Saturday. There you go. That was good. Yeah. I was I was going to add that before we get out of here. Yeah. A lot of youngsters did uh. And I don't know if anybody else saw that little article that somebody wrote whining about the fact that Sporting loaned down people to Swope Park to play. Ah, ridiculous idiot. Who is that? Who's playing this week? Don't know yet. Yeah, TBD. But I would expect there to be at least two teenagers, maybe three in the lineup, maybe four. Seymour Busio, hopefully. Why did that word hope? I don't know. Hopefully. I don't know. Seymour that's why I call him Lucio because I really don't ever think I say that first name. Right. So Jean Luca is very fun to say. Jean Luca, Jean Luca. All right, Swope Park on Saturday, Sporting KC on Sunday. Be there, all of the soccer. We'll see you next week. Anything to shake, that's what I'm in My fun, fun, fun,